And the stronger the brand is, that means at times, the less marketing you have to do. Today's episode is sponsored by WinTheHourWinTheDay.com, where we help you stop working so hard. Hey entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Today's show is going to be great. Now, before we hop on over into that, let's talk about the Winner's Circle. Have you checked out the Winner's Circle yet? Because, oh boy, oh boy, we have just added a whole bunch of new bonuses and I guarantee you will love them. But if nothing else, do know that everyone in the Winner's Circle tells me they get back 25 hours a week within the first month of working with us. Imagine what you would do with 25 hours back a week. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, you probably can't even hear me right now because you're imagining it. And if that wasn't enough, if we just did that one thing, let me also tell you that we really just show you how to get your ideas to execution fast, how you can find, hire, and afford, totally afford a very affordable, excellent team. And a team could be one person, it could be two, whatever. But what we're talking about is even a team that can take courses for you. There's so much more. There's so much ninja stuff in the Winner's Circle. Check out the link, The Winner's Circle. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day, and I am your host, Chris Ward. And today in the house, we have Robbie Fowler. He is a brand strategist, and we're going to dive into a whole sort of different side, not that general branding stuff. We're going to really sort of expose some problems so we can uh, deal with them right away. Right, Robbie? That's right. Absolutely. Okay. We're all about, you know, let's get to it here. So what is the the cardinal sin? What are the problems you see out there day in, day out that you think, you know, if they only knew? Mm. One of the biggest is if they only knew the difference between branding and marketing, mm, okay. uh, that, that is huge. Branding takes a backseat. And one of the assumptions is, well, the reason it takes a backseat is it's not going to make me money. It's not going to generate revenue. And the reality is it is responsible for tons of revenue if you know what it is and you know how to use it. So that's one of the biggest mistakes. And the second mistake that goes with that is assuming, oh, when you say brand, you mean, and about the only thing that comes to people's mind usually is like my logo, the way things look around, you know, my business, that's my brand, correct? And unfortunately, there's way more to it than that. And there's way more power to it. And what I tell, you know, clients that I work with is if, if branding can generate revenue, but you don't know how to use it, right? You're leaving money on the table. Mm-hmm. So if you'll go with me there that way, you mean a brand can generate revenue. And I can give you example after example of not marketing where, where, where the brand generates the revenue. Okay. Give us an example. We like examples. An example would be uh, the iPod, iPad that I have right here, right? One of those very expensive Apple iPads. It came out. I 
purchased one for whatever dollar amount that was, that was not an insignificant purchase. Yeah. I did a not pile see of gold. Yeah. A yeah. Pile of gold. Yeah. Uh, I did not see one single marketing ad from Apple. So why did I buy an iPad mm. from Apple? Because of the strength of their brand. Okay. Right. So branding, the way I try to help people distinguish, begin to kind of get some really simple categories, the, the role of marketing is to attract, right? Is to increase awareness, is to make more people know that your podcast is out there, that your consulting mm -hmm. business is out there, that your restaurant is out there. That, that's the role. The, so it's, it's meant to, to attract. And what branding does is, so I say, um, marketing is about awareness. Branding is about fondness, F-O-N-D-N-E-S-S, -S, mm. right? Marketing is about going wide. I want more and more and more and more people to know about me. Branding is about going deep. I want them to fall in love. Okay. Okay. That's okay. interesting. It kind of reminds me, my niece was giving me the what's up on the modern child in the schoolyard. And it, with all the technology they have, she was still explaining to me that her friend went over and asked his friend. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. So nothing's yeah. changed. So mm -hmm. it's kind of like the marketing is, hey, we're going to do some outreach here. And then when you, you get the messaging yes. out, you look over and go, yeah, I'll, I'll take a yep. spin at that. Yep. Okay. Got and the it. stronger the brand is, that means the at times, the less marketing you have to do. So Apple got my money and they didn't need to run an ad to me. Right, right. Because okay. of the strength of the brand. Okay, that makes sense. And I think too, you know, one of my, you, you guys know I'm all about like tangible takeaways so that when mm -hmm. you listen to the show, one of the big praises I get all the time is you can go try it right away. So when people want to talk about branding, I say, okay, great, but you have to show up with something because to say you have to be authentic, you have to do all these things. That's great. But I argue that people wouldn't be trying to be inauthentic. You you're out there doing your best until yes. you're told otherwise. Right. Mm -hmm. But I would argue too, that when you're new in business, if you're not careful, you look to the left or the right and you say, oh, I want to look like a grown up business. You know, I know in the beginning, it's like, I was wearing business jackets that I wasn't comfortable in. It's like, oh, but that's my professional armor. I'm supposed to show up and look this certain way. This is the outfit you wear. And it wasn't necessarily my personality or my brand, but it mm -hmm. was me trying to, you know, being a grown up and a professional. Yep. So not falling into what you think here is the status quo or the formula for a brand for your, mm -hmm. in your industry. So being, yes. you know, how can that whole saying that, how can you uh, stand out if you're trying to fit in? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So you've got to know that in order to put it out there. Okay. All right. So establishing that we got to know that then where do we go from there? So once uh, the, the next place to go is you're not going to get anywhere without knowing your customer. And okay. this seems like common sense. Again, I just see the the, the second biggest mistake I see is we just blow right past the customer. And it's okay. understandable as entrepreneurs, because if you're an entrepreneur, chances are you've, you've gone out on a limb to start this thing. <laughs> you've invested time, money, resources. You've taken risks that other people aren't willing to take. That's why they're not an entrepreneur. That's just part of the game. And so with that much, at, that, much that you've put into it, uh, you will run immediately to, you've got usually your something inside of you is driving that desire to go start this thing, to grow this thing, to build this thing. And what, what happens is understandably, we will talk all day long about customers, but we immediately get pulled back to here's what I'm trying to do in my business. 
here's my first quarter goal, or here's our sales goal for the year, or here's this product I want to launch. Here's this course I want. And um, then without thinking about it, we begin to frame our marketing and our messaging is framed out of that internal business desire to, I want to get this course launched by May. The problem is your customer does not care if you launch your course by May. That's not on their agenda today. They did not wake up this morning going, man, I I sure hope Robbie's a little bit closer to getting that course launched in May. Okay. But that flavors the, I see it again and again, that flavors the marketing. Hey, coming out in May, I'm going to release blah, blah, blah course. Well, again, that's framed for me, the entrepreneur that's been working my tail off to get this course launched May 1. We have to have goals. So what's your concern? Absolutely. The the concern is uh, what I always tell people is have all that, write it all down. Now, when it comes to marketing, you literally take that. I have them write it on a piece of paper and I, this is practical, right? Write it down. What, what is the goal? Well, I want to get the course launched by March, by May 1st. Great. Write that down. Uh, we'll unpack that a little more about why that's important and revenue and get them fired up. Great. Okay. Take that piece of paper, slide it across the desk. That one's done. Okay. Now your customer who doesn't care about any of those things. <laughs> It's not that they're not important. Absolutely, you want goals, but your customer doesn't care. Out of, I call it radical empathy, out of radical empathy for your customer, okay? Now, the minute we walk out that door, out in the real world, um, now you've got to rethink and you've got to, you've got to translate why does this matter to them? Okay. Why is it important to them that... And, and there may be something that's important to them about it coming out in May, but you've got to reframe it for them, not your, not out of your internal business goals. I'm super excited to launch this course in May. Well, good for you. Okay. Right, so maybe it's along the lines of, so we help entrepreneurs stop working so hard. And it's all about so many times people think, well, once I get past this next thing, and once mm-hmm. I get past this next thing, or I call it like a Christmas time, I call it the Christmas crawl. You're crawling to Christmas and you think, oh, everybody's going to be closed for two weeks. So like, I don't even have to have guilt if I take a day off because I just got to crawl to Christmas. And they, they think, you know, something will magically happen when they come in January, but they're mm-hmm. way, way worse off. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what you could be talking about then is in my messaging, listen, here, this course is coming out in November, but the reason you need this is because January is going to be a sober slap in the face for you. You think you just have to get to Christmas, you know, kind of like when you're a child, you just got to mm-hmm. get to June and you think school will never come back again in September because the summer is going to last forever. Right? Yes. Yep. So I could, what you're saying is highlight that in the marketing of, yeah, it's coming out now, but the reason we're having it come out now is to serve you in January. Absolutely. Here's why it's okay. important that it comes out for you in January, for you, okay. the customer, yeah. not me, right. the, I've been working on this for six months. Okay. Okay. So, all right. I get it now. What you're saying is that in our ambition and our focus, and we get a tunnel mm-hmm. vision and we just, okay, we got to get set, we got to get this out, yep. that we then don't market or celebrate or highlight why the timing is serving you and it's divine versus even if it is our own agenda, that can't be our reason, you know, to inviting you to the party. Like, again, it's like inviting somebody to your house. It's not saying, would you like to come to my house Saturday night for dinner, Robbie? Mm -hmm. It's your birthday. And here's what I'm going to do for you versus, Hey, Saturday is the only day I'm not working. And, um, you know, I don't like to be alone all day. Do you want to come over for dinner? And I got to, I got to get rid of this meat. I got to get rid of this meat. It's going to go bad on Sunday. Right. So those are two different stories. So you're saying Very everyone's different. just saying, look, here's my agenda. I got to get rid of this meat. They'll go bad on Sunday yeah. instead of 
telling you it, why it's going to be a good plan. It sounds so simple. I see it okay. over and over again. It okay. flavors it like a seasoning. Like if you eat something, you go, wait, does this like my wife and I, we don't like the time, the seasoning time. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can yeah. spot it. Right. And it's like, oh, this would have been so great, but you put time on it. That's right. what I see over <laughs> and over again. It's like, this is a great product. This is a great thing that you're offering. However, when you get, when you step outside your front door and start communicating it, I'm picking up the flavor that this is important to you. Right. You haven't convinced me why it's important to me yet. Good for you okay. for launching a course. I but. didn't get it at first, but I got it now. You're right. Whatever the season, whatever the reason you should be highlighting, this is no accident. This is not my agenda. This Correct. is to serve you at this time because of what's coming next for you. Yep. Yep. Okay. Out of empathy right. for them. Yep. Okay. I wasn't sure about it, but you, you won me over there. Okay. Oh, I next. see it all the time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. I see. So I'll give an example of that. We okay. had a, uh, we had a client that we were doing work with and they were going to go approach a large store that had, I don't know, 60 stores in Texas. And they were going to go pitch that, Hey, we can help you go sell this thing. Cause we already have it in our warehouse and you won't even have to store it, stock it, anything you can sell it. We'll ship it. We'll take all of that, you know, off of your, Plate. And so we had, we had talked about this. This was a big pitch that this guy was going to get to go make for his business. Uh, when he sent us the sample email, um, it was all framed out of the, 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 here's the most practical thing you can do. Find and replace the word I hmm. with Y-O-U. Yeah. In fact, I do that. Like, yeah. this is what I'll do when somebody says, Hey, can you take a look at my website? The first sneaky thing I'll do, don't tell them, yeah. right? Is I'll hit Command F on my Mac and I'll just do a search for the word YOU. Hmm. And that tells me instantly how good of a job are they doing at framing this out of empathy for the customer instead of that kind of internal ambition. Yeah. And you know what? Once you make the switch, it almost seems like, oh, I don't like in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that now. Why are you instead of oh, I, everybody knows. It. Yeah. Yeah. But then I do remember having to be told that so many times because you, you get seduced into like, I need you to understand why I'm the solution to your problem because I yes. know I have competitors. And so what that turns is I've done this and I've done that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. which is not about fixing you. And here's where Correct. you are in the journey. And then I do hear people say to me all the time, oh, like I had this one guy sent me a LinkedIn message. He's like, Chris, mm -hmm. I just put my kids to bed. It's eight o'clock at night. I'm back at my computer. I have listened to you. I've heard you on other shows. I need your help because you said when you do this and when you do that. Mm -hmm. So then they start thinking, oh, she's in my head. I yes. like we're, we're connected. She mm -hmm. gets me right. Versus mm -hmm. if I'm telling you, Hey, I used to do this and this yep. is how I help people. Right. Okay. Yep. Got and it. I've got 15 years of experience and I've yes, well, good yes. for you. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't mean any of it. I was good at, but that's right. fine. Okay. Yeah. So make a mental note. Everyone actually don't make a mental note, write this down. Everything is Y O U versus I, and I can mm -hmm. see how you get into that trap. Excellent. All right. Continue with your wise words, Robbie. Yes. So that's um, next. Now, the next thing that tends to happen, I, I do get a lot of people that approach me about websites, right? So at some point you have or need a website. Most everyone I found, not everyone, most everyone is a little embarrassed by their current website mm. to anywhere from a little bit embarrassed to really disappointed <laughs> or frustrated. <laughs> With it, right? There's there's very few that you run into that that go, man. I'm proud of that. I love it. It's great. It's great for my business. 
And when people ask me about websites, because almost everybody says, man, I could use one. I could use a new one, right? <laughs> I could use a new one. I will ask them this question. Okay, well, what do you want it to do for your business? And they do not know, right? Mm. It's, well, it's just outdated. It's okay. That, that's great. That's not what I asked, though. I asked, what do you want it to do for your business? I want you to think of, about your website like you're hiring a new employee. What's the job description? And make sure that job description is primarily one thing. I want it to go sell this course. I want it to double my leads. I want it to go like give it a job and aim it at that thing. The beauty about a website is you can change it next year. It's yeah. not printing, you know, 10,000 uh, catalogs or something like yeah. that or brochures that you're like, oh, we can't use those anymore. So most people don't think of their site, like aim it like a laser at what you want it to go do for your business. And think of it like an employee that's out there 365 days a year. It does not take Christmas break off, right? doesn't hit yeah. the Christmas crawl. It's talking to all kinds of people about your business, many of whom you'll never meet face-to-face. -face. I think I know when dinosaurs are roaming the earth and I started mm -hmm. my business, because now like even 10 years ago in the world of tech seems like crazy, right? Yep. So this was almost, oh my gosh, this is like 14 years ago. And I know there was this, false sense of you get your website up and it's almost like, you know, even being on TV, like now it's up, like mm -hmm. <laughs> let the gates yes. open. Yes. Right. And even being on TV is no big thing anymore. I've had PR clients that like, yeah, you get somebody even on the today show. That's great, but they have to have all the infrastructure and systems so that they can leverage that appearance. Right. Correct. So you get this false sense of when you see somebody else doing something or whatever, that's going to be your one hit or, you know, your claim to fame and all of a sudden, whatever your viral situation. And so I think you're right is everybody looks at that as uh, maybe the bat signal in the sky when it's stopped looking at it like a really gorgeous brochure that's going to somehow swoon and sway people, but mm -hmm. something that is a machine, a mechanical machine, because I know it's a hard pill to swallow, but there I've worked with all kinds of unbelievably financially successful people that have, you know, websites that back in the day, I would have been like, oh. Mine mm -hmm. looks nicer than theirs, but yes, they're right. making $5 million more dollars yes. a year than I am, yes. right? Yeah. So the, yeah. The, the shine of it is can seduce you. Yes, absolutely. That's why you got to say, do I, is the, the job I want for my website just to look great or do yeah. I want it to bring drive revenue? Okay, I want it to drive. Well, how? How are you doing that now? What's, what's the yeah. primary way you want to do that? And you're going to aim your website at that because people will get distracted by the shiny object of like social media and top of funnel marketing. And I always yeah. ask them, that's great. When that works, where do warm leads go? Yeah. Well, whatever you're out there doing, when that works, where they're going to go to your website, your website will be at least a part of their decision about whether or not they're going to do business with you. So if what you're spending money on, on your marketing works and it is attracting people, they're, they're going to wind up at your website. Make sure that you don't shoot yourself in the foot there and wait. Cause that's just a waste of money. Hey, I brought right. a bunch of people over to the house and the house yes. is in shambles. Well, they're not going to come back. You yeah. got, you had your one shot. Yeah. So you, I, I see people get that out of order all the time because this yeah. is infatuation. What's just attracting leads and forgetting all those leads showed up your house and you weren't ready for them. Yeah.
you had a big dinner party and you gave them the wrong night and you didn't have food yep. for them, right? Yep. Okay, so what are we get to the website? And I think this may seem simple, but this is a mistake that people make for a lot of years when you're new at business and it can be very painful. And even when you're more seasoned, you just get seduced in that, especially when you look at somebody else's, oh, like they're really successful, look at their website. Well, the, mm -hmm. the website is not, is, is a result and is yep. a brochure of their success. It wasn't the creator of the success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So when we get to the website, what are some of the mechanical things that we tend to mess up? Yeah. The mechanical thing, number one, that we tend to mess up is the, probably the most visible marketing piece that you have for your business that, that will be in front of, let's call them warm leads, right? Is the very top section of the homepage of your website, right? That okay. will probably get more eyeballs for more actual potential customers or clients than literally anything else you have. So I'll think, I want you to think of the full breadth of your marketing material, that thing, the top part of your website, we'll call that the hero, that very top section of the homepage, right? That's what's in your Instagram profile, your LinkedIn profile, all of these other places where, where you're out in the world, that's where they wind up. So guess what should be the best piece of marketing you have? It's mm -hmm. the top of the homepage. It, it better tell me in one second, again, uh, what problem you solve, what, uh, what people you solve that problem for, right? Mm -hmm. So, hey, we, we take care of, you know, making your grass green, but we do it for country clubs. Okay, well, I'm a homeowner, so not me. Right. Right? So that was my problem. But so problem you solve, people you serve, the people you solve that problem for. And sometimes I need to know just, uh, just enough about the process that you use. Like we do that. So we do green lawns, right. For busy homeowners, um, using natural ingredients, mm. safe for the kids and pets. Okay. That's enough about the process. Oh, so you're different than you're not just going to come spray a bunch of chemicals on the yard. Right. And then the picture behind that needs to literally be like the best picture you have, right. Cause that's going to get right. more eyeballs of actual potential customers than anything else that you have. I think so many of us, and I think it took me a long time to understand this because I understood this for other businesses, but of course you think your own is yes. precious and dear right. and different, right? Yes. And you get this idea and I keep having to beat it into anyone's head that will listen to me in my team or any of my clients or whatever, because I, I started out and still am a marketing strategist when the hour, when the day is mm -hmm. a result of that. But what happens is you get this false sense. It's like a book and people are going to read page one to page 20. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I, this is the top of the page. This is the bottom. And then I address that on page three. We don't want that to be out of order because they're going to see that on page one. And we'll get them to page three. No, they're not going to do this. Like, no, I know myself, you can make like people you bought a, you could look for cars or big lot, you know, washer and dryer. And you're just flipping really quickly here, there, yonder looking yep. for information. You're not following the, the breadcrumbs no. in the order that they laid nope. them out. No. So what I tell, literally tell clients, so if you, if you're run a business, you have a website, sit down for a second, right? If you're listening to the podcast, you get sit down for a second, take a breath. Here's the harsh reality. And this one, you got to be sitting down for, unfortunately, <laughs> everybody that visits your website is just as busy as you are today. Yeah. It's yeah. just not with your business. It's with their business. Yeah. Right. It's not with your agenda. It's with their, their, they treat your website just like you treat and I treat everybody else's, which is, yeah. I mean, uh, Google has done the research 
And they, they have, uh, the research shows that someone forms a first impression when they hit your site, literally faster than a bolt of lightning, literally yeah. faster than a blink of an eye. That first impression gets formed. I think that's, I think you I, I gave us a sobering perspective because we know that logically yet. I know that I, I don't have time for that. Oh, you know, you hop on a website, it took too long to look, I'm out. Right. But that you think, oh, but what I do is so important because I've seen the lives <laughs> I've changed. And so then you think you're going to get, a because the people that, ah, oh, I've, I know my clients, when they come here, they really need this information. They're going to stay longer. So I think that sobering example of the, they're just as busy, if not busier than you are is yep. very painful. And then I also think too, it's a really good reminder because I always say a website really is just to confirm the information. Like if I, somebody said, oh, you know what? Like some, I've had very generous clients say, Chris Ward changed my life. Like mm -hmm. I was working mm -hmm. insane hours, evenings, weekends, instantly my life has changed. Then people just go to the website, whether they read anything or not, it's like, okay, I look polished. I look put together. Yep. They don't even read it. They're just like, yeah, nope. this looks like, it might match the recommendation I just got on her. Yes. So that goes in the branding category. And what happens, okay. what I tell folks is, look, when that person hits Chris's site, right? So they got a fantastic recommendation. Like you said, it is very rare, uh, even with a glowing recommendation for someone to go from recommendation to show up on your front yeah. door with, with the checkbook or the credit card yeah. ready to right? That website is a part of that decision. Okay. And it will either do one of these two things. It's going to build a bridge or burn a bridge. Right. That's it. Okay. It does not stay right. in neutral. Okay. That's okay. why the top of that homepage better be the clearest, simplest statement about your business. It better be the best picture that shows me like the happy ending of doing business yeah. with you. And then the other thing, like you just mentioned, I'll remind folks is like, this is first date material. And mm. all you're trying to do on okay. a good first date is do what? Get a, Get a second, second date. date. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> See, so I know. I remember. I've been married. Yeah. I've been married 27 years <laughs> that on the first date with my wife, I knew instantly, like, I want a second date. We didn't talk about our politics, right? How many kids <laughs> we want, like, good Lord, right? Save that for that happens in relationship. So most of the right. stuff that we're filling our websites with, they yeah. are important. They're important. And once you actually have a relationship with the, with the potential customer client, that can be done through email and ongoing right, you know, content marketing later. It reminds me of a Seinfeld episode where Lorraine, uh, Elaine was very much against abortion and they, and Jerry said to her, yep. well, it's a new Just guy. Just watched that like, one last night. Yeah. Right. And she said, well, I'm sure he's against it. Why do you assume right. it? Cause he's cute. Right. He's so good looking. Yeah. She's, he's, yeah he's so good looking. Mover. He can't possibly have politics that disagree with me and I don't want to <laughs> yeah, know them right now. Right? Here's the lipstick. Yeah. Literally yes. just watch that one. Last. Perfect. Okay. Awesome. We just have a moment or two left. Time flies with you, Robbie. Tell us one last thing that we really should be mindful of. So here's uh, another very simple thing. Um, as you think about, you know, uh, SEO, that's a big term out there, search engine optimization. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, there is just massive amounts of confusion out there. There's lots of people telling you that they do it. There's lots of uh, designers and firms telling you, yes, for an extra fee, we'll include that on your, and that's usually not happening. So what can you do? Okay. Here's one super simple, practical thing that you can do. On your website, make sure each page has one and only one H1 at, at the top. So H1, okay. think of that, but you're back in English class, you're back in language class. If you if English was your first language and your teacher's teaching you how to write an outline, 
Roman numeral one, there's only one of those on the page. Okay. Okay. Um, that will immediately get your hand slapped. Now, some of us, uh, SEO is not a reality right now. In other words, we don't get enough traffic. We don't have enough information on our site. It's not, we're not updating it enough for us to really play in that game. However, at some point you might be ready to do that. So okay. let's say you fast forward three years and now you're going to release, you're ready to write your first New York Times bestselling book. Okay. And, and we've done this before. We've done this with our mutual friend, Mike Kim. When Mike was ready to launch his book, he had six, seven, eight years of blogs <laughs> written. And we stepped in to help with some SEO. That was a nightmare mm. because of the untangling we had to do okay. um, back there. So uh, even if you're not ready to play in the game yet, you can set yourself up and your site up so that if and when you are ready to play, um, there's not this massive undoing. Okay, and so I'm fine. still lost. So the H1, what is it we should and shouldn't be doing with that? You is should that be really one of those a page. One of those a and page. And one of so those is the, what? Is like our keywords one per page? No, that's, so if you think about it, back to your homepage and uh, hit the very top of your homepage. Yeah. And let's say, you know, your big, your big, your landscape company and your tagline is, you know, uh, greener yards for busy homeowners with no poison, right? Okay. That's your tag. That's the big thing at the top. That's okay. an H1. Those are just heading level one. That's the biggest oh, one there is. It works okay. literally like an outline, right? Okay, heading I level see. two would go underneath that. That would be Roman numeral one, A, oh, okay. H2. Under A, if you remember in the outline, you'd write your, what is it? The little, oh, little. Sadly, do you know what? <laughs> I've been doing all kinds of stuff. And I and just recently we were working on something on our website. And I said to someone on my team, well, we have to change the H1s. But honest to God, and then he come back yes. two seconds later. He's like, I did it, Chris. And I was thinking, I thought it was some big backdoor techie plug-in thing to Google. I nope. didn't even understand. To this day, I didn't understand it. I was like, oh, he did that fast. I thought it was a whole gibberish CEO, what, SEO you'll... thing. What you'll find is your site, because you want it to look a certain way, you're like, ooh, and I want this heading to be big. And most like website builders or whatever, to get it big, like the one at the top, you make it an H1. So we're doing it for like the design appeal, like, ooh, yes, I, I want that see. headline to pop. The problem is Google is a bot, right? It, it's just a search. It's just crawling. And those Roman, those headlines are like Roman numerals. It needs to okay. follow the argument of the page. This page is about Google wants to know that H1 tells it what it's about. If you've got five okay. of those, you can't write a thesis on five things. You write a thesis. Right. On okay. That's where you're giving. That's a really good example. Once I understood it, the outline for your essay in grade yeah, five, the brown is bear is, and then don't yep. talk about vegetation and make that an H1 because now yep. we're going two different directions. Yep. Okay. That's how all those little headings should work. H1 is one per page. This is what the page about. H2 would be like the second level of, of an outline, right? Okay. H3 is a third level under a second level. It works exactly okay. like that. I found All some right. results. So I can show it them. took it. Oh, <laughs> Siri's jumping in. Siri's just talking to me. She's all like, yeah, he got that right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. It took a team of professionals to finally make me understand that after all this time, I've nodded before thought I understood and I didn't. Okay. Robbie, thank you so much. Where can people find more of your brilliance? They can find more of my brilliance uh, at, if it's there at the at my website robbyf.com. That's R O B B Y, not I E. R O B B Y F as in Frank, F as in Fowler.com. And uh, yeah, I'd love to connect with you there if there's something I can help you do. And 
like you, I, you'll notice on there, I talk a lot about being a life-giving brand. I am not in favor of people, you know, being successful and uh, failing at life at the same time. Mm. I'm not a, yeah, not yeah, a fan yeah. of that at all. No, no that's not uh, success. Income is not is the not. determining factor. No. Yeah. You can be skinny and rich and fall over with a heart attack and live a very unhappy life. So yes. Absolutely. Yes. Awesome. All right, everyone else, we will see you in the next episode. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.